There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 82. And today, it's all about building your confidence and self-esteem. You know, we all want to feel better about ourselves. We want to feel confident about our way in the world and let go of all that negative chatter, that negative self-talk, the anxiety, the self-consciousness, and having higher self-esteem and self-confidence are linked to more robust physical and mental health, less pain with failure or rejection, and more resiliency and less vulnerability overall to things like anxiety, which I know a lot of you really care about. So today I'm going to teach you the important ways self-confidence and self-esteem are linked, so you can really get better at this, why those affirmations and positive thoughts haven't worked in the past, that's right, and my top eight tips for building up both in your life. And I'm even going to be throwing in a self-confidence quiz for you. So let's get to the broadcast. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Well, hello, lovely. Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever. I don't know when you're listening to this. Uh, I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And as always, what am I? Yes, excited to be here. That's right. No shame in my game. I really, really dig the podcast. So, and I'm really excited about today because a lot of you have written in about um, ways to build your self-confidence and self-esteem. And as you might imagine uh, here at the Relationships Made Easy podcast world, Having a really authentic, strong, 
a connected, happy, loving, fulfilling relationship with someone else means you, as I say all the time, you have to have one of those with yourself first. And obviously feeling self-confident and having high self-esteem are related to to that. It's It doesn't take uh, Freud to figure that one out, right? So I'm really going to go deep today. Um, and what I love is that in general, people who are more confident are more positive. They believe in themselves and their abilities, you know, what we call self-efficacy, your ability to get crap done. And they want to live their lives to the fullest. They're not ruled by fear. They're not ruled by self-consciousness and what other people think. They're ruled by their own internal compass. And that's what I want for you. So yeah, you ask opinions, you gather data, but at the end of the day, you follow your own internal guidance system. That's what I want because you know what's right. You do. You know what's right for you. You know when someone's feeding you a line. You know when you're being gaslighted, all that good stuff. But we don't always trust it because our confidence is waning or our self-esteem is low. So uh, let so let's get to it. I'm gonna. I, I have a lot to cover today, and I, I don't want to keep you here all day. Um, so let's start with what self-confidence is. Let's start with that and then we'll get into self-esteem and how they're linked and, you know, move right on into everything. So self-confidence is all about how you feel and think about your skills and abilities. And of course it can vary greatly depending on the situation you're in. So you can have, a low confidence, even if you, when you have good or decent or even high self-esteem, you can have low confidence about something. So, you know, you might think you're the bee's knees uh, (laughs) overall, right? Have really good self-esteem, but you don't feel confident when it comes to something in particular. So maybe reading, Uh, maybe you don't feel like a confident reader, maybe you don't feel good at math, maybe, or sports, you feel like you are not the sports person, or art, or cooking, or, you know, insert thing here. But you can still feel good about yourself and just not think you're good at those things. So uh, I just want to be clear, you can have high self-esteem and low confidence in a particular area. If you have low confidence everywhere, you no doubt have low self-esteem everywhere. So to build your self-confidence effectively, to really build up that self-confidence, you have to understand that there are two main players in building your confidence. And those are self-efficacy, which I mentioned before the before the little song and dance <laughs> introducing the podcast. And self-efficacy is basically your idea that you can, you know, your belief in yourself that you can get things done, that you can do something. Um, and your self-esteem. Those two things together, so there's the link between self-esteem and self-confidence, because self-confidence is really these two things. It's really self-esteem lives in there along with your thoughts, your your feelings of agency in the world, your feelings like you, you I can do it, you know, that that sort of thing. So you gain a feeling of self-efficacy when you master something and achieve goals. That's really how you get that. Uh, and I've said before on the broadcast, because it really boils down to that, the only way to build really your self-esteem is to have mastery, is to gain that kind of confidence that comes with mastering things. So you know, the sweet spot in here is when something is a little difficult, so it stretches you a bit to learn or to do, but it's not so difficult that you can't see any improvement or you don't think you can get there. You know, you don't think you can finish the project or or obtain the skill or, you know, get to the other side. So 
little by little, as you move through obstacles, you gain that sense of mastery. And this is really how you start feeling good about yourself. So you become confident that if you put in effort and work at something, you can overcome challenges. You can imagine why that makes you feel good because you start to feel like I can do it. I can get stuff done. I am self empowered. I am, I am woman. Hear me roar. Do you, I'm aging myself. Helen ready? No, no. Is this thing on? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a great song when I was a kid. Uh, go look it up, you youngsters, if you haven't heard it. It's an awesome song. It was the women's empowerment song when feminism was really, you know, Gloria Steinem and that whole time when all that was really happening. So in the 70s, yes, I'd like to think I was an infant in the 70s, but I was not. Um, so this feeling that when you work at something, you can overcome challenges is really how you gain grit. You know, those uh, kind of fancy words we're using a lot today, those buzzwords, grit, resiliency. That's how you get those because you've, you push through these setbacks, believing that you can do this thing, achieve this goal. That's what's so great. Now, I am going to have a little self-confidence quiz that you can um, download on the website. It's just a little quickie quiz to see where you are on the self on a self-confidence scale. Because uh, sometimes we think we're confident, we're not. And sometimes it's the opposite. We think we're not and we actually really are. And because we've just been defining it incorrectly. Uh, okay. So we'll, we'll have we'll have that for you. You can come over to the show notes, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode, as I mentioned, 82. Um, okay. So let's get into then what exactly is self-esteem? So that's confidence. And we said that confidence is your self-efficacy and your esteem. But what exactly, let's break down, we said what self-efficacy is. So what exactly is self-esteem? How do we break that down? And you can call it uh, healthy self-esteem or positive self-regard or self-love. Any of those things I think are used a lot, but it all boils down to having a good opinion of yourself. And when I say healthy, I want to really put the emphasis there because having too high an opinion of yourself, too good an opinion of yourself is not healthy. Um, So it's not good self-esteem. That's sort of more brittle. That's where we think of narcissism and some other things. So I want to be clear about that pocket. Um, It really, it's meaning that, you you know, you're not exaggerating uh, your good or your bad qualities. You don't exaggerate either of them. And you appreciate who you are in the world, sort of warts and all, you know, everything you bring, you appreciate it all. And again, you really don't exaggerate or, you know, broaden too much (laughs) what you're really good at or what you're not good at, your limitations or your strengths. Uh, And it, you know, your self-esteem really develops from sort of a perfect storm of your temperament, you know, the way you're, what, kind of personality you were born with, a personality is a strong word, uh, what we call it temperament, you know, how you're born. So some babies are, you know, warm right away. Some are slow to warm up. Some are, you know, like it depends on sort of how you came out of the womb. So your temperament, definitely your family of origin, you know, your birth order, what your family was like, you know, your, uh, how, how all the interplay happened. Again, especially with who you are as a person coming into the family Um, And of course, your life experiences, all of them big and small, you will see that you remember certain things, even when they seem kind of small and insignificant, but they're not because somehow if you're remembering it, it impacted your psyche in some way. It probably was all part of developing your self-esteem. 
So all these things come together and shape how you see yourself. I think that makes good sense, right? So um, and one of my gurus, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, I named my son Max after him, he wrote uh, this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, which totally changed my life. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. It has a goofy name, Psycho-Cybernetics, but it's amazing. But anyway, uh, he said, it's one of my favorite quotes on self-esteem, so I had to, I had to throw it out there. Low self-esteem is like driving through life with your handbrake on. Do you love that? It's so good. So, <laughs> and so when you have low self-esteem, you're you're holding yourself back from so much. You end up making things harder than they need to be. And you you so limit your future with your constant berating and self-flagellation, you know, beating yourself up all the time is so unhealthy. Um, okay. So the self-confidence, self-esteem link, uh, since self-confidence is is comprised of self-efficacy, as I said, and self-esteem, there's really not a way to to me anyway, to effectively discuss one without the other. And self-esteem and self-confidence are connected because when you like who you are, your self-esteem goes up. That makes sense, right? And this makes you more confident. And when you're confident in different parts of your life, your self-esteem is improved. (laughs) So it makes sense, right? They're just so intertwined. Now, since they feed one another, You've got to work on both at the same time. I, that's why I'm doing them together in this in this episode. So basically, the more you can change your negative self-talk and the more you focus on areas where you're confident and believe in yourself, the higher both your self-confidence and self-esteem will become. And again, you have to do those together. And I think the big mistake people make is they do one or the other. This is why affirmations or positive thoughts haven't worked for you in the past if they haven't. If they have, it means you're doing it right. If they haven't, it's because of this. Positive thinking and saying affirmations are great, but those things are working on your negative self-talk, which is directly related to raising your self-esteem and feelings of self-worth, okay? So I, I wanna say that again, Pause if I can. <laughs> what was I saying? So positive thinking, it, when you say positive things and you say affirmations, again, it's great, but those things are really, though, because you're saying them, they're just working on the negative self-talk, on the negative chatter in your brain. And that's directly related to raising your self-esteem and your feelings of self-worth, but it's not taking care of your efficacy. So since it's this combination, right? So they're only working on affirmations and positive thinking are only working on part of the equation. So in addition to the affirmations and positive self-talk, so that's great, but you have to add to it. You need to simultaneously be working on your, building your I can do it muscles, your, those, self, those, those self-efficacy muscles. So in fact, studies have shown that positive affirmations actually make people with low self-esteem feel worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> when you say something that doesn't jive with what you believe, your bullshit meter, your you know, your lie detector goes off in your head. That's what happens. And let's face it, if I feel like poop and I try to tell myself, "Oh no, you can do it. You're a rock star." I won't believe it. And I'll start thinking things like, no, I'm not. I'm so far from a rock star. It's not funny. I suck. And I, and see, and then you're really down the hole, right? So when you're 
also building your confidence, you start to feel different about yourself. A part of you thinks you can do it because you just did. So with that, that's what shifts it. That's what starts to change it. That's what starts to have you feeling differently. Okay. So with all that in mind, with these, you know, really understanding that you need both and you need them simultaneously, here are my top eight tips for improving self-esteem and self-confidence. Okay. We're getting right to it. Here we go. Ready? Tip number one, this is all over the literature. This is everywhere. You can't get away from it. That's why it's number one is ask a friend. Uh, <laughs> Well, actually, that's not true. This tip wasn't everywhere. That That's another tip. I mixed this up with another tip. I'm sorry. I, I goofed. Uh, if you're, but ask, do ask a friend. If you're having trouble, think of an area you're confident about. Ask three people what they think you excel in. That's what I want you to do. Try to believe them. Even a tiny bit will help you. Even a tiny, tiny bit. And think more about these areas and look to cultivate them. So that's really number one. Ask a friend. I have people all the time going, I'm not really sure what I'm good at. I don't know if what I'm confident about. Because you're often dismissing things that you are good at and not thinking that they're important. Because hell, if I'm good at it, it can't be very hard. I hear it all the time. <laughs> you Right? It's, it's part of the low self-esteem. So, you know, oh, anyone can do that. Anyone is good at this. Um, I have a wonderful client I so adore and um, she struggles with this whole self-esteem thing and she's really good at certain things. Like she has such a good eye. She's an amazing um, baker. She's an incredible photographer, very creative kind of endeavors, but she sort of thinks anybody could do it. Well, anybody can follow a recipe. I hear that. And that's not true. That's not, and you know, because if you're out there and you don't feel like a good cook, you feel like a bad cook, you know that that it's not so just following a recipe because it takes practice and it takes a certain uh, feel for things. You know, if I'm because I cook so much and I and I am a fabulous cook, um, <laughs> if I'm reading a recipe, I can sort of tell if I'm gonna like it or not. I can usually I can or I can tell, you know what, this says this, but I'm gonna add this instead or um, oh I actually like my cookies, these kind of snickerdoodles puffier. I'm gonna add a little more baking powder, or whatever. You sort of know, um, oh this is gonna need some lemon to brighten it up. You know, you just you're thinking about things. And so or you have a recipe, I'm always improving on things. Um I'm always changing a recipe. I don't think I ever follow a recipe exactly. Uh, you know, it'll say deglaze with something, you know, and I'll be like, oh, I have some really good stock I made in the in the fridge. It says wine, but I'm gonna use this stock. I think it'll be even better. You know, I'm always I'm always doing that. I always think I'm smarter, even though I'm always I'm often not. <laughs> um, but there's that confidence um <laughs> with cooking. I don't have that confidence with other things, but I have it with cooking. Okay. So ask a friend if you're not sure about what you're good at. Tip number two, and this is really such a good one, and I've been trying to be better and better at this, um, and with not always great success, is to real is to list a win every single day. So each night before you go to bed, think back on your day and identify one win. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It probably won't be anything big if you're doing it every day. Maybe think about this kind of stuff. Maybe you spoke up at a meeting when you normally keep your mouth shut. Or maybe you took time out to give yourself a pedicure, you know, because you're worth it. Uh, just note the win. You don't have to write it down. You have to do anything. Just, just sit for a moment with your feet on the floor before you lay down in your bed, just as you sit your butt on that bed and just 
note your win. Feel it for a moment. You know, let yourself be just a little bit proud. It's okay. No one has to know. And then and then go to sleep and then lay down and go to sleep. But what you'll find is that you really start to build because there's so much that you do right that you don't give yourself credit for. So I've been doing the win much more often. I still, I'm not great at it. I forget them easily. And that is one of the big reasons I've been trying to do this more and more often. And sometimes my win, uh, yesterday my win was that all the dishes were clean um, before I got into bed. You know what I mean? Every dish was sort of cleaned and put away. You know, when you're like dragging butt to go wash the pot that you don't <laughs> you don't want to wash, that one last thing, you're like, oh, I'll just do it in the morning. But I feel so much better in the morning when I wake up and everything is sort of clear, the decks are cleared. So, you know, sometimes that's my win. I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I washed that pot. I, hey, don't judge your win, just name your win. Um, and you know what? I felt really good when I got when I got in the morning, went in the kitchen, I remembered it. I was like, oh yeah, ooh, good, good, good. So whatever that is, maybe you said no to it. Maybe you ate a donut, but you were gonna eat two. And so you said no to the second one. Great, that's a win. You know what I mean? Can be anything. All right. Tip number three. You're gonna hate this, some of you. Get ready. Okay. You know it's like a drum roll. Okay. Tip number three is accept that compliment. I have to tell you, learning to accept compliments f- for real is a great way to boost confidence and self-esteem. And it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you. Your mind will race with all kinds of negative chatter. I see you. Oh, they don't really mean that. They're just being nice. Uh, oh, if they really knew me, they wouldn't say that. Why do I speak in a high squeaky voice in my head? No one knows. Um, You get where I'm going though. It's your job to ignore that chatter, suspend your disbelief and take in the compliment. And I'm gonna tell you specifically how you take in a compliment. This is how, are you ready? Get ready, drum roll again. Okay, I want you to put your hand over your heart Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And say thank you while looking the other person in the eye. You will be amazed at how well this works. I have, <laughs> so the first time I did this, I learned this years and years ago from a therapist I was working with because I suck at taking compliments. I am Teflon for them, Teflon. And she, she was like, you've got to start doing this. First time I did it, so I, the, someone gave me a compliment uh, and I, I, I just stopped and I said, thank you. And I put my, it's funny, I'm doing it right now. I put my head over my heart because it's so automatic now when I say thank you. 
and tears sprung up in my eyes. I was so embarrassed. I was so horrified. I had this rush of emotion when I did it. It was really weird. Um, and every now and then that still happens, but it happened a lot in the beginning. But then I think I finally got better at this and started regulating my emotions better. But uh, it was it's incredible to truly accept a compliment and really hear it as it is. It's They mean it. They're saying it. It's true. Just let it come in. Okay. Number four, which is probably the most obvious of all these, is to stop the negative self-talk. <laughs> you got to stop all that negative chatter in your head. Don't believe everything you think. You've got to notice that negative chatter in your head and consistently stop it in its tracks. And if you haven't been doing the mindfulness stuff, what is up? Come on. How much do I have to like berate you? How <laughs> How much do I have to beg? I'm begging. Jewish mothering you. There is so much stuff on my website. I don't even know where to start um, around this, but how to make mindfulness a habit is a link to it in the show notes because you got to do it. Um, you really do. You got to make mindfulness a habit so that you notice when the negative thoughts, that all that negative chatter is happening. And so once you notice it, a great tip is to have a mantra at the ready when you notice that inner critic. So again, this is very specific, like the compliment. I'm giving you a very specific thing. It's not just, oh, you know, take the compliment. It's like, put your hand over your heart, look the person in the eye and say, thank you. And this is the same, have a mantra at the, re at the ready. So a great one, I think, to start with for this, <laughs> how controlling am I? I'm giving you the mantra. <laughs> I let you know I'm controlling. Come on. With with all fairness, I'm out there about my my control enthusiast ways. So I think I would really like you to start with something like thoughts are not facts or feelings aren't facts, something like that. Or you can say thoughts and feelings aren't facts. So whatever you're thinking though, but it's really thoughts aren't facts, right? Or however I'm feeling right now isn't a fact. It's a great place to start because they're not. They're not facts. It's not a fact because you thought it. So, you know, again, don't believe everything you think. Repeat that as much as you need to to give yourself what you're doing is you're giving yourself some perspective and you're breaking out of the lies, and they are lies that your inner voice is telling you. Okay. So now, and I had devoted an entire lesson to how to stop negative feelings, uh, negative thinking. So if you want more information, you can check it out. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Uh, if you missed that one for, how could you miss my podcast? You know how fabulous they are. You know, you, they're the center of your week. Um, but if you missed that one, how to stop negative thoughts, you know, how to stop that negative chatter, then uh, I'll link to it in the show notes and you can just go over there, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, and you can uh, just click on the link and start listening to that one. Okay. But so there's the mantra in there, but a lot of other ones. All right. But start with the mantra. Okay. Tip number five, you do you. That's right. So it's time to stop comparing. Comparing yourself to other people is definitely, absolutely, positively one of the quickest routes to depression, resentment, low self-esteem, low confidence, and basically feeling like poop. That's right. It's especially hard 
I think, in these days of social media, where everyone has their best curated, very curated people self on display. But you really have to stop falling into that ditch. It's a ditch. It really is. You got to stop. So you want to focus on your own goals and your own achievements without comparing them to anyone else's, okay? If you find yourself in this trap, the best antidote, besides the obvious one of getting off social media, of course, but the best thing I think, and again, I'm going to be very specific here, is to volunteer. Volunteer. When you give your time to others who are either less fortunate or to to some worthy cause that you believe in, it fills you with feelings like, oh, the feelings are the best, appreciation, pride, gratitude, all the goods, all the feels, all the ones that boost our self-esteem and our confidence. When we help others, we naturally, come on, you get out of your own head, you gain perspective, you gain distance from that, you know, that monkey mind, that chatter, it is the bomb diggity. Uh, And one of the things I do, since I can't always in a moment, like, you know, go help somebody, uh, (laughs) run and find a older, old person trying to cross the street, I tend to give money. And I especially do this if I feel like money is tight in any way, or I'm worried about it for some reason or whatever. I, you know, I get online, I get somewhere and I give money somewhere. I I have a few causes that I give to pretty routinely. um, And so it becomes really easy. But that is, I just feel better. I get out of my own head. I realize I have plenty. I'm grateful. And I do that immediately. It really, really helps. So um, definitely get out of this, you know, just do, like I said, just do you. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) uh, that's it. Um, okay. So I'll, you know, and I'll also say that you have no idea what someone's real life is like. I I just want, before I move on, I just want to say that you have no idea what someone else's life is really like, no matter what they're showing you. And I, I can't tell you, this is years ago now, but I had couple after couple after couple who would come in my office and say, oh, they would talk about, uh, Heidi Klum the supermodel Heidi Klum and Seal, the international singer, who's very good, and their marriage. And they had the three kids and he adopted her, the daughter from her previous relationship. And so they had four kids together and, um, oh, they're so happy and they're renewing their vows every year and having parties and being with their children. It was all so great. And they were singing sexy love songs to one another on TV. And I mean, forget it, right? It's all I heard about. And then they divorced. Then Seal and Heidi Klum divorced. And, you know, and I have no, like, divorce, that's fine. But, and I don't need, I don't think they were necessarily trying to, like, fake it for everybody or anything. This is no denigration of them at all. This is more that you don't know what's going on. Things can look very perfect from the outside and you have to stop that. You've just, you've got to stop comparing because that's where you get into trouble because you don't really know what's happening. Okay. I just had to say that. Sorry. Just went off on a little tangent. You know me. Sometimes I have a little tangent. Okay. Tip number six, focus on your strengths. You got to focus on what you're good at if you want to build. You you can't always be looking to fix what's broken or what you don't like or what's limited. 
You and and even to do that, to fix those things, you have to focus on your strengths to do it. Your strengths are what's going to pull you through, not not your limitations, not your weaknesses. It's not going to happen. So, um, you know, Albert Einstein had a really famous quote. Um, I might I'm going to butcher it. I apologize, but it's something like, "Everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree." it'll live its whole life believing that it's stupid, <laughs> right? Because that's not what they do. It's not in strength. Fishes swim. They don't climb trees. Uh, you know, focus solely on yourself. And this goes in with tip five, obviously. And what feels right to you? We all have different strengths. Play from those, not your limitations. So instead of trying to get better at what you're not good at, start focusing and building on what you are good at. That's what I want you to do. Focus on your strengths. And again, I have a, um, I have another podcast I did a long time ago about focusing on your strengths, focusing on your what we call your bright spots. So I will link to that also in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to that. So look, I'm linking to lots of good stuff, huh? Okay, but I want I really want to drive these points home, and sometimes sort of hearing just that particular point in more detail will really help you get there. So I'm all about it. All right, we're almost done. Get ready. Tip number seven: Speak up. <laughs> I can't hear you. Speak up. You can't be passive and build your self-esteem and self-confidence. It ain't going to happen, sister, brother. (laughs) It's not going to happen. When you don't speak up and express yourself, you're putting the control outside of you. So, So think about it. Why aren't you saying what you want? It's because you're afraid of what someone else will think or you're afraid of what the reaction will be. That's the only two things. That's why you're not saying it. So even something like, hey, where do you wanna have dinner? And you're like, well, I don't know, where do you wanna have dinner? You know, what are you thinking? That kind of stuff is when, or when you're waiting for someone else always to give their opinion first before you sort of jump in, start saying yours first, speak up, say what you want, say what you're thinking. It doesn't mean that you have to go do it. Maybe you'll still go to, have, I don't know, you know, sushi, even though that wasn't first on your list. I don't know why I love sushi. It's always first on my list, but you know what I mean? Uh, It just means that you're putting yourself out there without waiting for everybody else all the time. If you're in a meeting and you need to, you know, people are talking about stuff and you don't agree, speak up, say what you think is true or will help. Be that person. Uh, You gotta, gotta go there. Now, I always give you a, a tip, but well, before I jump in the tip, so I do, how do I want to say this? So you're, when you're, I do want to just drive home this point. Sorry, I'm just thinking as I talk, but that when you're operating in this way where you're not speaking up, you are operating from a fear-based anxious mindset. And again, that is creating this cycle of low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So I really want you to notice anytime you hesitate. If you want to say the thing, say it right away. If you want to do the thing, do it right away. If you stop to think about it, you often don't do it and you'll just beat yourself up for days or years or however <laughs> long you do that, right? We, we do that a lot. So I really want you to notice the hesitation, that, that kind of, oh, 
you know, that little break where you don't quite say the thing and you keep thinking, I see you thinkers. I see you. I see you. Uh, just try to start saying it. Start Try to get better at that. Those of you who blurt out every little thing, you, you know I'm not talking to you, so you be quiet. You sit down and you try to have a moment of impulse control. But the rest of you, <laughs> I'd like you to say the thing. So I do, but I do know that people get very um, freaked out about saying the thing or how do I say it without being mean or rude or whatever. And I've talked about this particular, see, I'm getting very specific on my tools. I'm giving you a tip and then giving you a super specific tool. Um, I love in this instance, the I feel formula, which I've gone over before many times, um, which is basically I feel when you and I need. I did not make this up, people. This has been around forever in different variant forms. Uh, I don't even know who the original was. But basically, so if someone's doing something you don't like or where, you know, you need to intervene, you might say, um, you know, I feel anxious and concerned when you, when you, you know, when you're pushing through your ideas without sort of asking for more feedback. And I need uh, us to slow down this process and ask some important questions first, right? That could be something you might say at work. Um, at home, it might, you know, maybe your partner's upset about something and you might just say, you know, I, I feel uh, overwhelmed and sad when you speak in that tone to me. And I need uh, you to, to rethink how you're talking to me. And I need you to say that again differently, something like that. I will say, as I've said before, that I don't always know what I need. Um, sometimes I have a hard time with the what I need. And so I just leave that part out. I just say, I feel when you, okay? And the I feel formula is great because you're starting with you, I, I feel, before you mention the you word, because that's when you start to lose your audience. And you also have to remember to name a feeling here. So it's not, I feel that you should. Um, I, I do this a lot with people. I'll say, well, what are you feeling? And they'll say, well, I'm just thinking that, <laughs> or I was just wondering if, or I, and I'm like, no, no, what are you feeling? And people have a hard time with this sometimes. They, they keep going to what they want to see happen, or they go to action, or they go to their thoughts or behaviors. Just say what you feel. I feel mad, glad, sad, angry, overwhelmed, uh, upset, resentful, angry, helpless, hopeless, whatever. Put a feeling in. You have to say a feeling when you, and then be very succinct. Don't give a eight hour when you do this and this and this and this and this and last week when you did that and two years ago when you said this. Nope. Just when you and give a very specific thing that it just happened. That's the reason, you know, you feel you're feeling this feeling. And then I need and be very, again, succinct and clear. And if you can't be succinct and clear or you don't know what you need, then leave that part off. Okay. All right. That was one through seven. Ready? Last tip. We're almost there. Okay. So tip number eight is to question your inner critic and answer with self-compassion. Okay. That's my last tip. You're going to question that inner critic, that inner voice, and you're going to answer with self-compassion. So Louise Hay, you know, if you, again, don't know Louise Hay, come on people. Uh, <laughs> she said, I love this. She said, uh, you've been, let me look it up so I don't butcher it because that's what I end up doing. Here we go. She said, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. <laughs> Brilliant. 
simple but brilliant, without a doubt, some of the meanest, harshest comments come from your very own mind, right? You know it to you. And your inner critic isn't just a judgmental biatch. She's also wrong and woefully inaccurate. That's the worst part. That that inner critic it is is the worst and isn't even saying the truth. Again, lies, telling you lies. I talk a lot about how our hardwired negativity bias, you know, runs us and how it lies to us. So this this holdover is from when we had to worry about all the things that were trying to kill us on a minute to minute basis and it skews reality. Our brains are wired to overestimate the negative, and to forget the positive. Rick Hansen, who I talk about a lot on the podcast, Dr. Rick Hansen, who wrote Buddha Brain and a bunch of other wonderful books, he says, uh, our brains are like Velcro for the negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones, right? <laughs> and it's the truth. Again, it's it's really like how we're built. So noticing that, remember, you have to be mindful to notice this. Look at your previous tips, but start questioning that inner critic. Start, you know, who says? Why is that a fact? Who, you know, question those harsh comments and answer with self-compassion. Answer with something kind and loving, right? Answer with something nice. And so, and let me just say that in the, so at, when all this is said and done, I want to wrap up with something really important is when it's all said and done, you need to swap out this self-criticism for self-compassion. Uh, and so, Self-compassion itself, though, is such a big topic. So I'm going to cover that in next week's podcast. I know you're excited. So, you know, these two weeks, right, self building self-confidence and self-esteem and really building your self-compassion because I have to say, there's again, it's also so linked. And I'm going to be uh, talking a bit about the work of uh, Kristen Neff, who says that actually that self-compassion trumps self-esteem. Yes, she does. So uh, I'm going to be giving you yet another take on all this next week and some and even different things to be doing, uh, some tips to be building that part of yourself, which again, will also be boostering, bolstering, <laughs> bolstering, sorry, <laughs> boosting, how's that? <laughs> boostering, I can have a new word, uh, your self-esteem and your uh, self-confidence. So uh, there you have it. So you can come over to the website again and uh, download the self-confidence quiz or take the self-confidence quiz. And again, that is abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? How are you not subscribing to this podcast? Come on, it's so much fun. What I would love though is for this week, if you would be willing to share my podcast with one other person. Anybody, anywhere, send out an email at work saying, hey, I thought this would be helpful to people. You know, pick one episode you think would be could be really helpful. You could send that out to a few people at work if you want or just one. Um, it's about spreading the word. The more people who know, the more happier people will be and the more I am changing the world one relationship at a time and making it a better place to live. So that's it for this week. I adore you. You know I do. And have an amazing week. And Adore yourself and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.